Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Whiplash? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. Hello! Hello! <laughs> and welcome to this week's episode of We Are the Watchers of Movies. It's the first time I've ever done that. I've, but yeah, I was going to say. It's exciting. Lots to look forward to in this episode. Yes. Ups, this is downs, highs, lows. <laughs> crying, laughing, coming. <laughs> <laughs> Only for some of us. You know <laughs> Uh, so we have more of those questions yes, today. Yes, we do. We do have more questions. Yeah, because we're recording on Wednesday today. It's so Wednesday. We have like, it's only been like today. four days. It's only so. been four days. Yeah. yeah, we recorded on Saturday before, but um, now we're on, now we're recording on Wednesday. Oh, I did watch two of the fir- the first two uh, Urban Legend movies with like Jared Leto and because I was I was listening is to that, is there a curly haired actress in those movies that was like big in the late 90s yes Rebecca Gayhart yes mm-hmm. yes yeah. I saw the first urban legend movie then yeah I definitely saw it <laughs> I was listening to um, I think it was how did this get made I think it was that and they were talking about it and I was like I kind of want to watch these movies and then I saw it on Hulu and I was like all right I'll watch so I watched first two I it was very casual watching yeah it, they weren't anything you know, th- they were no scream. You know, yeah, but uh, they, they were even, they were fun. They weren't even as good as Final Destination. No. I don't think or it. Well, I didn't see more than one. I only saw one of them. Yeah, but. it was like the second ones is Jennifer Morrison. She was in um, oh House. Yeah, she's in House. Okay. Yeah, and she was and in uh, Once, Once Upon, Upon a Time, time. in, ho- in non Hollywood <laughs> shit. No, just Once Upon a Time. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think if I watched. Oh, Mike and I finished the new Stranger Things. Oh, isn't so. there a new like? There's like a part two coming out. It, it came out. Oh, it already came out. Yeah, okay. so we finished that. And um, oh, we—I didn't mention this on this, the last episode, but we were, we watched uh, Kenobi, Obi Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus, which is two thumbs up, really good. Is it, and it's yeah. with Ewan McGregor. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it's good. It's and that's not why I think it's two thumbs up. Like obviously, it's, it's it helps. It's legit. Like it feels. If it, 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 it's a good story, and it's, is it? It's better than the other. T- is like, it like the other two past? Star Wars stories that are on like Disney Plus, like the Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian? I think Obi Wan Kenobi is better. Oh, okay. okay. I, I like those just fine, but but this one's good. What what did you say? Uh, is it like his life? It's like the interim time between the end of Revenge of the Sith and the beginning of A New Hope. Okay. So, it's like Luke and Leia are like 10 years old, and Obi-Wan is a strapping gentleman in the prime of life. And there's like a lot of joke tweets that are like, a mere 10 years later, he looks like a very old man. (laughs) And that honestly doesn't bother me at all. Like, I know how (laughs) casting works. I know how movies work. I'm totally cool with it. But the tweets still make me laugh. Like, there was one, (laughs) there was one that I found that it showed, like, Obi-Wan and then it showed um, Alec Guinness, who, or it showed uh, Hugh McGregor, and then it showed Alec Guinness, and it said, like, 10 years apart, wear your sunscreen or something like that. So it was really funny. <laughs> They're like, damn, he did not age well. <laughs> that, those, those two like, sons. Obi-Wan Kenobi had a hard 10 those years. two sons on Tatooine. <laughs> but, like, um, like, what did he get into, like, math for a bit there? <laughs> 
damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, so the, the the memes are funny, but the show is if you if you have an interest in Star Wars, I would recommend it. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I probably will never watch it to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, you're not big on, on Star Wars. I like I I'm pretty neutral about mm-hmm. it i'm indifferent for the most part like yeah, it's definitely uh, you know. it's definitely specialized like if you have no interest then it probably won't be like you probably yeah. i'm not i don't think it's like that amazing that it will like make you like right, want to watch right. star wars but i think if I've, anyone like, has seen, any like, curiosity or interest them, it's really so, good yeah like yeah. i definitely i mean i i've i've said about rogue one that i thought it was super boring and i like had to leave the theater like in for 15 minutes because i was falling asleep so um i mean it's like i I can totally see the appreciation i'm just i just don't i just don't really care you know yeah i don't i don't dislike it i just don't really care about it you know yeah righto 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 i did see um a video of um pedro pascal and i think he was on a uh lie detector machine and (laughs) one of the questions was like who's a daddy you or oscar isaac and he goes well i think i am (laughs) he's like because oscar isaac is an actual daddy he's got kids and he's like but i think daddy's more of a state of mind like i'm your daddy and i was like i mean if the shoe fits (laughs) yeah anyway <laughs> interesting yeah i didn't mm-hmm. know oscar isaac had children he does he has two little babies oh. i mean they're like i think they're like like 10 or something oh really yeah i googled oh, it because I, I was didn't realize that. oh no no maybe they're not that old they might they're they're i think they're young they're younger than 10 mm. but yeah because i was looking that up and i was like i didn't know he had he had kids and he has two kids wow mm-hmm. yeah. he's got babies all right are you ready for the- i'm ready okay um, a movie you started but never finished, turned off, walked out of the theater, etc. Um, oh god, there's so many out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna go with one called, I think it was called American Poltergeist, and I could be horribly wrong, and I don't care enough to look it up because it was really awful. But, um, one of the things that made me turn it off was the one of the camera angles so this girl is laying or she's uh sitting on her bed and her head and like back is pressed up against the wall and she hears something and it's like from the doorway well the camera angle was behind her head even though it's impossible for it to be there but yeah and i was like you know what you know what nope i'm you know i'm good thanks (laughs) yeah i think there's a if i'm thinking if I can understand what you're describing, I think there's something called like the 180 degree line or something in movies where you can't cross it with mm-hmm. your camera. And it, it sounds like that's what they did. It was. Yeah. I mean, it, it was really like it was like, did you even think about how this might look on yeah. the on camera? Like it, you, you can't be behind her. There's no space. There's literally mm-hmm. like unless you have like a millimeter size camera, it's still going to look really weird because it's just not going to. Yeah. No. And, and so I and uh, I mean, it was it was like clearly one of those that they had like a budget of like five thousand dollars and yeah (laughs) like hired people that were like oh hey you person walking down the street do you want to star in a horror movie you do great (laughs) come on over it was like just rando it was like who me yes yes (laughs) 
I've always wanted to be a star. <laughs> well, you won't be in this movie, but you know, I, I you know, I support the dream. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you I hate when I can tell that there there's a shot in a movie that they like somebody just was like this is going to look cool. Yeah. And it's and like no. nobody checked him on it or her on it. Yeah. yeah. It was really mm-hmm. yeah, it was really <laughs> That was that was definitely the point where I was like, uh, no. Oh, I have another one, too. So, Fifty Shades of Grey, I've tried twice now to watch this show, mm. this movie. And I really like Dakota Johnson. I think she's super cute, you know. And, um, and I actually thought that them as a couple was like a really I was like wow what an attractive couple like I was like I kind of I'm kind of into it I'm kind of shipping it you know and uh and and so we're we're watching the movie and I was with other people and then it was the scene where his mom comes over and is, she's played I think I've told you this before but she was yeah. played by Marsha Gay Harden mm-hmm. and she's like has like the you know like the I'm rich British, but not actually oh, British like voice. A, a mid-Atlantic accent. <laughs> yeah, and she's yeah. like, and and she meets Anastasia, and she's like, Anastasia, it's so nice to meet you. I have heard so much about you, darling. And I'm like, so this guy's supposed to be a billionaire playboy, but he's like on the phone with his mom, going like, "Mummy," mm. I'm like, "You won't believe. I just met the love of my life," and she's like, "Oh, Christian, that's so great." And I, I was like, you know what? I'm done. And my friend goes, "Now, now is when you want to stop watching the movie." And it's just a legendary story, so I like to tell it. Yeah, those <laughs> movies are pretty bad. Yeah. So, so I think I... I yeah, think what's I, yours? I think I talked about one of mine back when we did I Am The Night years ago. <laughs> Literally um, years! I walked out of the that Black Dahlia. So terrible. Oh, the yeah, movie, that was pretty bad. The movie with Josh Hartnett. I have not... I think that... I have only walked out of... No, that might be the only movie I've ever walked out of at wow. the theater. I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie. And uh, it was, I just could not, I was i was not interested in it at all. It was so boring. I barely remember the bits I did see. Um, and then there was another movie that I probably have mentioned before, but it's called Down in the Valley with Edward Norton and Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I yeah, you told me about that, that one. He's like a cowboy like or whatever. 30 minutes into not even 30 minutes into it, wow. I turned it off. And I very rarely turn movies off. Um, but that one, I was like, this is dumb. It was just so dumb. Right. I <laughs> anyway. do that. If I go to theaters, I usually just try and like watch the whole thing because I paid for it, you know. Well, I did also work there, so oh, I, that's true. It, that was probably <laughs> part of my motivation was like I'm only going to be out time if I stay. So right, I right. Yeah, I um. There's one scene that really want a, cu- a couple scenes that I remember from the Black Dahlia. I think I own the DVD, but I might not. I might have sold it, but um. There's one scene where Mia Kirshner, who plays Elizabeth Short, is um, like being recorded and she's talking about how she wants to be famous. And I remember just being like, man, she's like, she was the best part of that movie. She had such a haunting, like, just like performance that really kind of just like stuck in there. You know what I mean? But that was really the biggest. I don't know. And I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a particularly big fan of Scarlett Johansson. Like, she's fine, but um, I think she kind of plays a lot of the same characters, you know? And there's a couple things I like of hers, but um, for the most part, mm, I really don't care. <laughs> like, I, I will not actively seek out her stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
that's all I have to say about that. Is it's it's just thanks, a, Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand. The he goes, that's all I have to say about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I've seen that movie like forever ago. And I remember not liking it, so I don't know. Mm. But things mm. have changed. A lot of tough, a lot of tough, a lot of stuff has changed. So yeah. you know, I was like 15 when I first saw it, so I could like it now. I kind of doubt it, but ah, who knows? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, a movie you liked, but not for the reasons that most people do. A movie I liked, but not for the reason most people do. Oh, God, that's a good one. I really, I don't know. I don't have, do you have one? <laughs> that is a good one. <laughs> I know, I, I know there's like multiple, but. I know, there might too. I'm like, <sighs> I'm trying to think of, I don't know, because I'm, I'm trying to think of like movies that I like that other people like didn't like, but the only one I can think of is Winter's Tale. <laughs> but I don't know anyone who liked that movie because I've never, well, most people haven't seen it. Yeah. And it didn't do that well. But I liked it. And I liked it. I guess I'm just going to use that one as an example because I think it's a good example. I liked it because I liked that there was kind of like an underlying theme of like good versus evil. And I thought that that was really interesting if that had been more explored. And mm-hmm. I also really liked the relationship between Colin Farrell and Jessica Brown Finley. They had really good chemistry. Yeah. I just like that movie. <laughs> I don't care. I know it's That's not great. Right. I just liked it. <laughs> I do. I do really like the movie About Time with Donald mm-hmm. Gleason. And I haven't really talked to many people about it, so I don't know if... I mean, like, there's a very... It's a love story between him and Rachel McAdams. Mm -hmm. But there's a very prominent, quote-unquote, love story between him and his father, Bill Nighy. And I I think the love story between him and Rachel McAdams is just whatever. But the story between him and his father, I really, really love. And I've actually watched it multiple times. Like, it's on Netflix, so I've put it on multiple times because I just really love the story between him and his dad and i don't know maybe that's what everybody loves about it i don't know but in my mind i assume that they wanted like the love story to be like because the love story is like a lot of his driving force because he loves this woman but i just the story can he like travel through time or something yeah mm -hmm. i know margot robbie's in it it's better it's like the it's like the time traveler's wife is garbage compared to about time. <laughs> we talked so I many think, times about how I much we hate about, the time traveler's I, wife. I like about time because it's just like it just is what it is. And right. It's, it, there's a lot of questions that if you dig too deep, you'll ruin the whole thing. Right. But it's worth it for him and his dad, I think. And that that actually is is what sold me because there's um, a couple scenes in the movie that involve him and his dad and i just i just really love them so that right. could be i guess it's a good one but i don't know maybe everybody loves that like i said um the honestly <clears throat> bill nighy being in it was like really the only reason i wanted to see it because rachel mcadams again is like one of those people where she's fine and i enjoy her performances when i see them but i do not actively seek out her stuff there's you know? a there, there's a woman in the movie margot robbie robbie is in it but mm-hmm. there's a woman in the movie who plays his sister and i think she's like so much cuter and more fun than um rachel mcadams and i wish that she had played a love interest <laughs> do you know sister. what the actress is i don't know she's, okay i have to know she's I, I british know i now. bet but let me take a look here she's british it's just a little bit of british here 
Lydia Wilson. That's her oh, name. I don't know who that I is. I don't know who she is either. I don't think I've ever seen her in anything else that I've recognized her. Maybe I've seen her in... Oh, I guess she was in Star Trek Beyond. I don't know who she played. I've only that seen movie, that movie like once. I came when, we, when I left the theater after seeing Star Trek Beyond. I I told a, an absolutely dynamite joke. I said they should have called that Star Trek Beyond boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what I thought of it. There's a I don't know <clears throat> I don't know if you you've gone this far yet, but in in Thirty Rock, there's a scene where um, she meets Dennis. You know, uh, who's played by Dean Winters, the Allstate guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, mayhem, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He always plays douchey character. I know, <laughs> me too. Um, and he so they meet at a screening of um, what is it? The hours that that yeah. <laughs> they both at the same time go the hours. This should be called the weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of like no, what I you like said. it. Okay, there's a bunch more. There's like okay, but let's just do one more. Okay, okay. Best Are you sure you don't want to do the rest? How many more? Well, we're on number eighteen, and there's twenty four of them. Oh, so okay. Best movie soundtrack. Here, let's do let's do eighteen and nineteen together because it's best movie soundtrack and best movie score. Oh, so okay. Let's do two for well, um, I mean, one of each or multiples of each. However many of each <laughs> you would like. Best movie soundtrack. Um, I uh, I would say the Elizabethtown soundtrack. Mm, yeah. Yes, so mm-hmm. good, so good. Um, the score, uh, the movie score. Like, why the first thing I thought of was Titanic and then Jurassic Park, but I don't know Jurassic if I really. Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park is a great my, one. one of my answers. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I had a feeling it was your answer, and that's why I was like, mm, you I think can I can still say it. I know, but I, I feel like I wanted to. What was the other one I just said? You said Elizabeth Sound for the soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> for the score, you said Titanic. Um, <laughs> you know, I think I actually am going to stick with Titanic. That's a good, it's because, a good score. Yeah, good even score. though like mm-hmm. they use the same song over and over again, it's it is. Evocative. It's very, like, yeah, it's yeah. very good. And, and I really love Titanic anyway, so it's like whatever you know. yeah no yeah. that's good okay all right that's my answer okay um well movie score i have a few okay. um jurassic park mm-hmm. of course um i think interstellar has a really good soundtrack yeah. or score i mean um uh basically any john williams movie has an amazing score but jurassic mm-hmm. park is probably tops um and there was another oh the first how to train your dragon i think has a really beautiful score I think yeah, yeah yeah I like those movies and, I thought they were really um, cute I think the Shrek movies have good soundtracks oh my god they do <laughs> yeah. oh that was oh my god yes hallelujah yeah. that, um, I don't <clears throat> I know it was Rufus Wainwright in the actual like soundtrack I, in the movie I think it was sung by someone else but that was like my first introduction Mine to like too. Leonard Cohen yeah and I and I was like holy shit and i've just been like obsessed with it ever since like it hallelujah is like it's just it's perfection it's so it's so good and so many people have done covers of it but mm-hmm. i mean ugh, just it's 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 so good yeah <laughs> yeah you know like damn oh man and i love the second one and they have uh then I saw her face. Yeah. I and then they have that um, accidentally in love by the yes, Counting Crows, so which good. I'm not ashamed to say that when it comes up on Spotify, I always listen oh, to it's it twice. So cute. It's so 
so cute. I, I love it. Never. I've, I don't know if I've ever only listened to it once because it's such a cute song. Accidentally in love. Yeah. I know. It's so cute. I'm going to put that on my Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have it on there, but I nodded. So, okay. do so, Just do a couple more. <laughs> Scene or movie that sticks out to you because the music made things worse or took you out of the experience? Like, so, just if it's bad? Like, the music in the scene is really bad, and, and it just made, like, the scene bad, and it made the movie worse, and... Okay, I do have a movie. It's like a it's like a Hallmark movie. Hold on, I have to look it up, though. I don't remember what... It's, it's like something about Beauty and the Beast, but I know it's Haley Duff. It's <laughs> I think... Okay, it's called... Okay, it's called The Christmas Bell. And it's, it's just, like, one of those stupid, like, made-for-TV movies. But the entire movie, and I don't know who they hired to do the score of this film, but the entire movie, every single scene had music in it, and it was so unnecessary that it, like, completely yeah, took me out of the I film. Yeah, I hate when that happens. Well, and it was, like, loud, too. Yeah. So I'm, like, watching this scene where these people are, like, supposed to be, like, having a, like, ju- they're just meeting for the first time, and the music is, like, really dramatic. And I'm, like, th- there doesn't need to be music here. You can just use ambient noise. Like, yeah. they, like this is not necessary it's not an emotional scene it's a really really generic boring meeting scene like you don't need to have anything here and it really like i think i watched it once and then i tried to watch it again because i do that like every year around <laughs> i don't know probably september where i start watching like <laughs> stupid holiday yeah <laughs> all my sure. movies. um <laughs> and uh and I think I tried to watch again, and I was like, I, I can't do this. The music is so distracting. It, like, totally takes... <laughs> <laughs> she was so just, mad she hit her microphone. I just got so, I got so, <laughs> got so emotional. Um, it just, it, it took it away because it was too loud. It just didn't fit with it, you know? And it was like, and I'm like, okay, whoever did this score should legitimately be fired because <laughs> they suck. Like, they're awful at this. So, yeah, I, uh, I, was, I was like, and it, like... <laughs> It was like a Beauty and the Beast storyline, too. So I was like, how dare you? First of all, I love that story <laughs> in any way it is, except for with Emma Watson. Um, and, you know, and like, it's just like, come on. Like, you, you, like what, what is up with the world wanting to destroy my love of Beauty and the Beast? I just don't understand. True love will never be destroyed. I, just, I'm, I know. I'm just going to have to go, and I'm going to have to make my own Beauty and the Beast movie. <laughs> and it's going to be great probably in the victorian age i don't know why but i just obsessed with the victorian age i do know why because they were obsessed with death and they're all creepy and weird and i love them (laughs) yes 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 so do you have one i remember being really annoyed that they used a beyonce song in the great gatsby because it, it like but they have a lot of like modern contemporary music in that i yeah maybe i haven't seen it in a long time but i remember that one stuck out because i'm like because i think if i remember correctly the rest of them i didn't quite know like it wasn't like a superstar it was right. like it was jay-z okay <laughs> i thought it was beyonce no i mean the soundtrack was done by jay-z oh yeah. that's not what i mean i mean like the music like Oh, in the movie, I think the rest of it worked, but I think oh, I was annoyed okay. because I was like, this is a Beyonce song, and this movie takes place in the 1930s. Yeah. And I know, I just remember like feeling like it took me out of the scene. I gotcha. If I gotcha. that makes sense. What scene was it? Do you remember? I believe he was like 
getting a bunch of flowers brought to his house because Gatsby Daisy was Daisy was gonna come over. Uh, so he was like decking it out, if I remember correctly. I liked that movie when I remember. Yeah, I uh I think I liked it. Can, I really I mean, liked I'm the assuming book. you're talking about the Baz Luhrmann one. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I did not care for the Robert Redford version. Of I didn't the movie. see that one. So many beautiful shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I um but I remember talking with someone about that movie and they were like why is that like why toby mcguire's character's name is nick because i read the book too and um they're like why is nick always there and i'm like did you ever read the book and they're like no and i'm like it's told from nick's perspective and they were like oh and i'm like yeah they just i'm I'm like he's always just kind of hanging around he was a they like he was obsessed with Gadsby or something like that. He was like really like not maybe obsessed, I think he was obsessed. He, was, he wanted to be like a fly on the wall in their like so opulent, weird, dramatic lives. Yeah, it was like and very, then he like, learned yeah. very quickly that their lives are not that great. <laughs> no, everyone's like yeah. hitting each other, murdering each other, cheating on each other. I mean. Pfft. Yeah, and Daisy's a giant piece of shit. Like, she finds out that he dies, and she's like, oh, I had no idea what happened. I'm just going to slink away. And I'm like, all right, well, fuck you. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, I might want to rewatch that movie, actually. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, like, I kind of want to rewatch it and see how many other modern songs I might get annoyed by. But I don't remember. I just remember thinking, like, I wish they would have chosen something by not such a big superstar to be in this period piece I'm, I'm surprised though because there's like the song um no church in the wild and that's like kanye west and jay-z and a bunch of other just beyonce that bothered me i, mean, I don't know it could have maybe just not been a good fit for the scene and that's I why think, you, you i know? think so because i think it was too on the nose because it was like crazy that one where she's like crazy right now and, and he's oh, like going crazy, crazy. love okay because he's trying to that, that got i don't know i can't explain it i just remember no, that i that totally scene get it I really totally bothered get it. me i just think it's funny because it is a it, the soundtrack is done by Jay Z. That's why I mm-hmm. thought it was kind of funny because I was like the whole soundtrack is modern though. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, you, you want to put these aside for now and do the rest. Let's put them aside. Okay. Yeah, because we're in thirty six minutes already, girl. 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 Are you ready to talk about the movie? Let's do it. All right. So <clears throat> All I right. gotta know. I gotta know. Do you want me to do the summary first? Do the summary. Good okay. job. Thank you. you. I know. Okay, so this kid, Andrew, is uh, going to a school called Schaefer, that, and he wants to be a jazz musician. He wants to be a drummer. And he starts to uh, work in this guy's class. The guy's name is Fletcher, played by J.K. Simmons. And Fletcher is a huge asshole. <laughs> like, a huge asshole. And it's basically about... Um, him trying to succeed while in the midst of this complete, you know, piece of shit human being. So uh, that's what it's about, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to be the best drummer in the world. He is. Yeah. Uh, so you want to know what I thought about it? Yes, I liked it. Yes, I it, thought you might. It um it immediately pulled me in, mm-hmm. and I can say that that is not that does not happen very often. Even if I like a movie. I don't like there was something about this where like I was drawn in right away and right away I was like what's gonna happen and it's kind of funny because I went in 
and I and I've said before that I always try and keep like a really open mind so I try not to look up anything and I try not to watch any trailers and I had seen a trailer before but it was like a long time ago and <clears throat> I was under the impression that Fletcher was actually like his tutor and he was like taking him under his wing I didn't realize that it was like part of a band oh, so okay. so when I saw that I was like oh this is different than what I expected but it was um not in a bad way or anything like that but i have a lot to say and i have a lot to say about fletcher especially his psychology because wow (laughs) that guy was a piece of work and he actually reminded me of an old boss i had and that's not meant in a good way at all that is meant in a very bad way so if you're out there listening you probably know who you are your name starts with m (laughs) anyway Whenever, don't cut that out. I want her to know. <laughs> I will leave it in okay. just for you. <clears throat> I didn't want to say her name, obviously. Yeah. But yeah so, <clears throat> so first thing I want to say, and I kind of want to jump way ahead because I want to talk about Sean Casey, the kid that that killed himself, Detroit's so, greatest player. <laughs> is that really? Is he on like the hockey team or and and the Red Wings? No. Okay. Is that a reference? I don't get. <laughs> It's a. He, I think he used to play for the Tigers. Okay. And uh, I was like, am I Mike, I immediately assumed Red Wings because they're better. Than, Mike than wrote the a song. Mike wrote a song about him. And Did he? Oh, okay. Detroit. Anyway, I got you. Please proceed. <laughs> okay. Um. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry. Just ate a bunch of cheese. They say oh. that cheese doesn't bring up like. Let me. But dairy brings it up does. phlegm. That's I read online that it doesn't, like in multiple places, but I don't know if I believe but that. if you experience it firsthand, then online shouldn't really <laughs> matter. That's true. That's true. Uh, so I was immediately, when he gets that call, I and he's talking about a kid, right? My first thought was, the kid committed suicide. Mm, like interesting. I, it not even in my mind. Like when he said that he the, that he had died in a car accident. When Fletcher said that Sean Casey had died in a car accident, I was like, "Did he?" And I was like very surprised that he had said that because I just like deep in my soul I was like, "No, I don't think that's what happened." Oh. And then later when it's revealed that he killed himself, I was like, "And boom goes the dynamite." I knew I was. <laughs> the entire time and um and then when they started talking about how he started developing like anxiety and depression after being in fletcher's class i was like uh duh (laughs) like wow that's so surprising because literally every student in there is fucking terrified of this guy i mean he walks in and they all go completely silent they won't lick him in the eye and he's really scary i mean he's throwing shit at people and also by the way what the hell jk simmons he like flung that chair like it was nothing i was like whoa Damn. He flung it so hard and fast that I didn't realize it was a chair at first. <laughs> I didn't either. I yeah. had to rewind it. I was like, what did he just throw at him? I was like, was that like a frisbee? Like, it was yeah. so quick. You know, and he's like, just disc golfing. He's just like, like, and, and um, yeah, so I, um, I have experienced a kind of relationship before where I have been the subordinate and I have been in a situation where someone treated me very badly and was abusing me and and stuff like that in a professional situation. That's why I'm talking about my previous one of my old bosses. And um, 
I totally and completely empathize with developing anxiety and depression because that same exact thing happened to me and I started getting really anxious and I started dealing with more depression and and it was because of this person and how they were treating me and they were like because I was constantly on edge I was I was super stressed out I, I couldn't relax when I was at work and you should not have to feel constantly stressed out and anxious at work like that should not be a thing that should not be something that you have to experience 40 hours a week that's an, a ridiculous amount of stress on your body and um so i really like <clears throat> i just like with my own experience like watching this this um this movie you know it was very interesting to kind of like just see like how this was developing and everything like that and um i also have to say a lot about andrew as a character too because i think that he's um he's also kind of like not the the nicest guy either yeah he's kind of like they both and the the thing is i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that andrew's necessarily following in the footsteps of fletcher but i could see that happening you know like enough trauma enough light and enough time being verbally abused eventually i could see someone turning cruel too you know and um and like the way that he like ended things with the girl that he was dating was so arrogant and like full of himself like he's like oh i just i'll stop paying attention to you because i'm gonna be so successful and blah blah and she's like no that's not what he said he was even more <laughs> no i agree with you he was even more shitty than that oh, he blamed her for things that she hadn't even done yet oh yeah 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 he yeah. said you'll want to spend more time with me yeah. you'll get mad at me you'll keep me you'll distract me and i thought okay grow a set and say because i think in that scene just a, a, a little change of verbiage could have given him a real shot with her when he tried again oh, later yeah. yeah if he would have said i want to be the best and right now i want to give all my time to drumming and i don't think we should see each other anymore and that would have sucked right sure. right but it would have been the truth and it would have been respectful but instead he was like you're gonna hold me back you're gonna be mad at me you're gonna do this and she was like you know i'm gonna do this and he's like yes i do know yeah yeah and then later when he called her and she was like uh i'd have to ask my boyfriend and he doesn't even really like jazz i was like i don't even care if your boyfriend's real or fake but the fact that you said this new guy you're dating doesn't like jazz is like the ultimate revenge and i was so proud of her because <laughs> i know me too if he would have if he if he would have just broken up with her with the truth in a more nice way i think that maybe she could have been like oh yeah i'll give you a second chance but instead he was such an asshole but then um also i think he was socially almost socially inept because he was such a talented person yeah yeah well and and people that have um like genius levels of intelligence have a hard time um like socializing with people because because it's like other people like the normies like us mm -hmm. <laughs> we're the norms the normals yeah. when you soar with the eagles the pigeons yeah. below can yeah. seem pedestrians <laughs> exactly and so they're like oh you're not on my mental level mm -hmm. and i don't know if if andrew was a genius but he was clearly an incredibly talented young man yeah mm -hmm. and, um, and driven oh yeah i mean like he got he hit his head and he was running to go he was concussed like he yeah. was yeah he was concussed like i was like wow i would have been like i'm going to the hospital <laughs> like, this is my brain i gotta take care of it there'll be other opportunities but no there will only be one opportunity for my brain you know mm -hmm. yeah um 
it, it, I totally agree with you. Yeah, like the way he said that, like he's like blaming her for everything that's yeah. happened. That doesn't even happen. Like I'm like the, you've gone on like what one or two dates. Like calm down, dude. Yeah, and you can't, you can't, you can't blame somebody. You you can't make it their fault when you're really breaking up with them for your own reasons. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think his reasons are totally legitimate. Yeah, and they hadn't dated for that long. <laughs> Uh, my uh, my phone just rang and in the th- in the ringtone is um I what is it I can't keep my eyes off you by yeah. Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons and it's just so good and catchy and if you like that song you should check out the cover done by Lauren Hill because it is so sexy and so good <laughs> it's so good uh, anyway so on topic again <clears throat> um I kind of forgot what we were talking about but oh it uh i really love this movie and i like it more and more every time i watch it and i don't and i think that one of the reasons i like it is the ambiguity is fletcher a villain or is fletcher creating and blossoming and cultivating talent he sees and i don't think he's i don't think i mean he's he goes about it maybe in a little bit of an asshole way a lot a of an, a lot of an asshole, <laughs> way, like but I I can't say that he's totally wrong because I think his psychology of the two most dangerous words in the English language are good job. I'm like, okay, I see where you're coming from. I wouldn't want to work under you, but I also don't have that level to be like brought out of me, and um, and I yeah, and I, I think quit. he like, he sees that <laughs> level in people. And he sees ones that can handle it, and the ones that can handle it do what Andrew did, and the ones that can't handle it sort of fizzle out. So yeah, I'm not saying or end up like Sean Casey. I'm not saying I'm not saying that his methods are good, but I am saying one of the reasons I love this movie is because it's very ambiguous, and they're both assholes. They are. Yeah, they're both not very likable. Peas in a pod, and I think it's like Fletcher's probably the those who can't do teach Mm -hmm. and i think if maybe if fletcher had had a fletcher in his life maybe he would be not teaching and actually performing but andrew has a fletcher in his life and so i don't think andrew's going to be an asshole teacher i think he's going to be a savant who will never have a normal decent relationship outside of his father but he will be a a great drummer i love i love the relationship with him and his dad though oh yeah and i was like when i when they they first showed his dad i was like hey it's paul I love Paul <laughs> And um, I thought it was super cute that they go to the movies and mm-hmm. he's like meeting his dad in the movies and then he's pouring like the raisinets in the thing and he's like, no, I don't, I didn't want the raisinets. And he's like, why'd you get them then? And he's like, no, I'll eat around them. It's fine. <laughs> and I was like, I just, I thought it was super cute. And, um, and I just love that his like, but I also like that his dad puts him in his place because there's like, okay, actually, hold on. I wrote it down. I have to, um, uh, I actually wrote a lot of notes <laughs> down. I have like a so um oh so okay, so the football players so first of all, one of the football players, the one that like really just talks, the other one doesn't really say anything, he's in the show Young and Hungry. He plays Josh's brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> and wow. I was like, hey, that's the guy that plays Josh's brother. Um and he just like is 
tearing a new one into them like just being really rude about it and mm-hmm. it's like you can He's so arrogant yeah like it's like it's fine that you can think that like what you're doing is more important than them but just be nice like you don't have to be rude about it <laughs> but on i i do agree but on the other hand they were all like they didn't really think that his drumming was yeah they yeah. were they were obvi- they obviously see drumming as a hobby and football as an important endeavor yeah. and and every time he would start talking about it they'd sort of talk over him yeah and yeah. they and then in in he had that whole soliloquy about like being the best drummer in the world is more important than being like no no, no, dying at 34 is the best drummer in the world is better than dying at 90 where nobody knows your name i know and and he said that and i was like wow (laughs) i really liked when the kid said okay you think football's a joke come play with us and he goes things what does he say three words you'll never hear from the nfl (laughs) so he's I like it that he's putting. When he him, said that, I was so, like, "Damn, he's so <laughs> shitty!" Like he's putting him in the in their yeah. places very shittily, and he's really and, clever about it too. And though, then like, the other guy was said something like, "I can't remember what the other kid said, but earlier his mom had bragged that he's in Model UN, and, and the kid said something, and, and Andrew's like, "Oh, you're really smart. Are you a Model UN?" <laughs> like just <laughs> you know, and uh, I know. Anyway, what were you gonna say about um, his dad? I so. Oh, his dad. His dad goes. Oh, did you get a call back from Lincoln Center? Yeah, and he just leaves. He yeah. was like, I don't. So his dad's like, you're not the hot he's shit. Like, yeah, you think he's you like, are. you. Yeah. You, yeah, and I love yeah. that he did that. And it was so like, like he clearly knew what he was doing, but it was almost like innocent in a way. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of like, well. Maybe your dad has a yeah, point, you're, buddy. You know, like, like you're you being might, an asshole, so you might be the best of the best, <laughs> but you that doesn't mean you have to act like the best. Exactly. Of the best. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, and so um, I so I also googled. I was really curious. I wondered how many times they said "fuck" in Whiplash. <laughs> so they said over. <clears throat> excuse me. They said over uh, close to a hundred f words two of which are combined with jesus's name four or five paired with mother some motherfucker and one or two used sexually god's name is abused about 10 times three or four times with damn and the s word creeps in close to 20 times wow I know. most of those are said by jk simmons no yeah for <laughs> sure yeah definitely he was like oh great i get to say fuck a lot i love that word <laughs> <laughs> like reading the script like oh, i love this um uh, he does such a good job too. It's amazing. Yeah, he is like, I think he won the Academy Award for this role. Did he? I yeah. Believe so it's a. Uh, it's definitely. So I. So I've been like talking with someone like online, like online dating, and uh, he. He was, and I said that I was watching the movie for the podcast, and that I had to finish it. And he goes, "Oh yeah, the ending is really intense." So like for twenty four hours, I was like. What does intense mean? Does someone get murdered? So I'm like, there I am, like thinking that Fletcher like murders Andrew in like cold blood or something, and then that didn't happen, and I was like a little disappointed because I was like, I was expecting murder, and <laughs> I did not get murder. Um, and but no, it was it was a good ending, and and what like and Andrew like just wailing on those drums was, I mean, I love the point when uh, so at the end Andrew is wailing on the drums and he sort of commandeers the performance. And so so Fletcher has tried to psych him out by being like, I know it was you who went to the lawyer and cost me my job. Mm -hmm. 
and then Fletcher's and then he gets he he has the band play music that he never gave yeah. Andrew yeah. sheet music for which I was like that is a pretty good revenge yeah, like to really but, fuck someone but over I don't even know like the whole time I don't know if it's actually revenge I think he sees greatness I think it, I think it was revenge he sees greatness in Andrew and I think he's trying to pull it out I mean I think maybe there's like a percentage of revenge but I also think his motivating force for everything he does to Andrew every single thing is because he sees superior talent and he has this really unorthodox way of bringing it yeah, out big time but I do I mean how could it not be slightly revenge because he lost his job oh, yeah but yeah for but, me I, that felt like really revengeful so he does all this stuff and then Andrew takes over you know Andrew takes over and plays the drums mm-hmm. and there's a point when he like knocks over the cymbal or whatever and Fletcher sets it back up for I him know. and that's when you know <laughs> Like smiles at that him. the tables have turned yeah. like he no that longer was, has any I power know. over I got, andrew like, and part. andrew is is now like coming into this like realm of greatness and and they're now their uh contemporaries or peers mm-hmm. and fletcher could probably be an actual mentor for him maybe more respectfully yeah because he's you know he's like leveled up basically yeah. and then and then fletcher's like and then he's t- he says to fletcher i'll cue you which is like i'm i'm in charge now it's me you know oh, i thought that oh yeah andrew said that oh yeah okay, yeah okay I did i say fletcher andrew no no no, 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 no. you said it right okay. i guess i for some reason and then it. fletcher's just sort of like yeah. directing like you know, know. conducting and he's like like okay. yeah. yeah and then he's helping was... him like get like get the <sighs> best performance possible and it's just it's I, it got goosebumps. goosebumps talking about it. It's, yeah. It is very outstanding. And it's kind of like, it's a little unexpected, I guess. I didn't really expect the ending. I mean, I, I obviously, I thought something different was going to happen. Um, but I just like him like wailing on those drums and i love that he was like no i'm not gonna let this opportunity pass me by he's like this is probably one like i mean in his mind he's probably thinking like this is one of the biggest opportunities i will ever have in my career i cannot fuck this up Mm -hmm. and so he goes back and he's like you know what no we're gonna do this my way and it's just like yeah mike uh so so good so Mike and I have watched the movie together before, but this time we did not watch it together. But uh, he watched it again because we were talking about it. And I was talking about how how good it is, and he he watched it again. And he he sent me a message, and I thought it was really well said. And he said that at that final performance, it was it wasn't like. Um, you know who's gonna like who's gonna let me play this song caravan like because you know earlier in the movie he like earned his mm-hmm. space to play caravan and it all like went to hell but he's like it, it no longer became like who's gonna let me play caravan it became who's gonna stop me from playing caravan yeah. and i thought yeah. that was so smart yeah. and as soon as i like as soon as mike said because he sent me like a voice message with it and I, as soon as i heard that i was like that's so smart you know i <laughs> yes. loved it so it, that's right yeah, yeah he's spot on like who is gonna stop mm-hmm. him and and you know and and the audience probably thinks that this is just like part of the performance <laughs> yeah. because why would they know you know yeah it's that was like one of the like because i used to do plays and that was one of the good thing about plays was that like if you mess up the audience really doesn't know that you, you messed can, up yeah just go right. with it yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean unless it's a very very famous play you know sure, but yeah. um you know so uh but <laughs> yeah it, it's like i so i have um 
I have a couple of notes. One of them is I can't imagine being married or in a relationship with Fletcher. Yeah, like, I assume he was a single man. I, yeah, I assumed... Uh, he strikes me as the type that's maybe been married a couple times, but they never lasted because the women were like, oh, so this is what you're really like. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah. bye. <laughs> you're like, not going to deal with this shit anymore because yeah. you're awful. Um, and I think you're probably right. Yeah, and... and um, Oh, and I wanted to say, too, that I noticed a lot that, and and Fletcher had mentioned this several times about Joe Jones throwing the symbol at Charlie Parker's head, and he seemed to me like he was almost using it as like an excuse for why he behaved the way that he did. And I was like, okay, well, first of all, you're not Joe Jones. So let's get that out of your head. Um, Secondly, you're a fucking teacher. You're here to teach, not to abuse. So again, let's like maybe like realize that you're like you shouldn't be a piece of shit if you want people to (laughs) succeed, you know, or like, I don't know, not kill themselves. And there was a lot of me screaming at the screen going um, when, like, Fletcher was, like, talking about shit like that. And I was like, oh, really? Like, how Sean Casey killed himself? You know, like, I was so, I was like, I was just so frustrated with Fletcher as, like, a character, you know? And um, But I do think that there was that good moment between them when Andrew was like, and Mike pointed this out as well to me, when Andrew was like, but isn't there a line? Like, what, if you cross this line, couldn't you discourage the next charlie parker and fletcher was like no because the next charlie parker wouldn't get discouraged yeah i mean i I understand where he's coming from but i think he's going about it in all the wrong way i'm not trying to make excuses for him because i would never want him as a teacher or boss or mentor or family member or neighbor it's like so homophobic too like oh my god i do i do think that there is a method to his madness and i think that that's why the movie is so compelling because you can, for me at least, I can never fully plant my feet on one side or the other. Yeah. Because I don't, I, I think that there's, I think he has a a method. Like, he knows it. And I think what he would do is he, I this is my assumption. He, he heard a superior talent in Andrew. First thing, he heard him practicing. Mm-hmm. He heard a superior talent. He saw the little tiny bud in the ground and he had to coax it you can't just like he couldn't just tell andrew like kid you've got potential you're going to be great because you know a 19 year old boy in a prestigious music school it's going to go to his head you know oh, what yeah, i mean yeah 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 so sure. you have to cultivate it and i i'm not saying he cultivated it in the right way necessarily he was very violent and he did obviously like you like you said scary none of scary. his students could meet his eyes oh and, yeah they were terrified and, of and him. they you know but at the same time he would like build up andrew and then tear him down just a little yeah and then build him up but the thing is and i think the the why the movie works so well is that andrew always respected him even after everything happened and he tackled fletcher which we'll get to when his dad like forced him to meet a lawyer he said to his dad why are you doing this to me like he still respected fletcher right right and i think that's because and i love that his dad is like because you're my kid and i want to protect you like you're i'm not gonna let you be abused and i was like yes and and i don't even know like, like the thing is it's like a lot of it was also andrew's choice like he got in a car accident and he chose to run because he wanted to be the best and so i think it works because andrew wasn't a victim of abuse he 
was he wanted to be the best and so he almost like uh what's the word he thrived Mm -hmm. under that and not under that tutelage and it's i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying the reason the movie works so well is because andrew is not a victim right he wants to be the best and he respects Fletcher the whole time. And it also kind of helps that Andrew's a bit of an asshole, Andrew, too. Yeah, yeah. He's, they're birds of a feather. Yeah, they, that is exactly yeah, right. Andrew they is are, not a likable character, really. No, he's not. I mean, he, you know? like, I was rooting for him, but really, no, I, I didn't say, I would not say that I liked him as a person. I yeah. thought that he was, I liked his dad a lot. His dad Me was too. so sweet. Like, yeah. like, he goes and he meets him and he gives him a hug. Like, he's yeah. like, like yeah, a father when he, when that he really loves stage, his son, you yeah. know? Um, and something that I something that I really thought was interesting in the movie was that um, so he always respected Fletcher and like at the beginning of the movie when they go to the movies him and his dad they go to the movies and he said you know like he saw me play today and he didn't even have to say Fletcher's name like they've they've obviously talked about him before oh yeah big time and um, and Paul Reiser I don't know if he has a name but Paul Reiser he's like he said, oh, we did, and? And and Andrew was like, because, eh, you know, Fletcher acted like he wasn't really that interested. Hold on, I'm going to look up his... Uh, New- uh, Jim Newman. Jim Newman? Jim Newman, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. So, and Jim. Then, um, Daddy Newman, so whatever. Then, <laughs> so, then Fletcher <laughs> gives him a shot. Fletcher has him come to the, like, the studio band, which mm-hmm. is, like, the big, the big deal, the big leagues. And... And so Fletcher gives him a I shot. I mean, it's not the NFL, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he has the courage to ask out Nicole, mm-hmm. the girlfriend who works at the movie theater. So he mm-hmm. goes and asks her out. And did then, you recognize her as being from the Longest Yard I until knew, I pointed it out? Um, I knew who she was, but because she was in Glee, like the last season of Glee, oh, or the second to last I season of Glee. But I, I didn't remember her first from two, three the seasons. longest ride longest ride yeah yeah until did you I texted say the me longest yard yeah i did okay until you texted me and said she was marcia i've never seen the longest yard don't know why i said it that's okay if i'm gonna see it i'll probably watch the original one with uh burt reynolds, <laughs> reynolds. but yeah i saw deliverance for the first time oh the i day. heard that's very intense there's like a rape scene in it yeah the, yeah i've heard the, it's, it's a good very intense it's good it is good it's good i've i've heard it, about it it made me feel like in a weird way, sick to my stomach. Well, yeah, I mean... Because it's intense, but it's it's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that... It's not for the faint of heart. No, I would imagine <laughs> it's not... I didn't know much about it, and Mike Mike had seen it before, mm-hmm. and so I watched it, and then when the scene came where the, like, the backwoods people trapped two of them, I texted him and I said, whoa, this movie jumps up a notch, and he texted back, yep, <laughs> in all capitals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I the I've actually heard of it because of Archer. <laughs> the oh, show. okay. Um, because he's like he's like into all the like old like the you know the suave old like um, Hollywood stars and everything. Also, that that shows kind of like anachronistic, so you don't really know when it's the oh, time yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like now but it also might be like in the 70s you know what i mean sure so, yeah, yeah. it's like this so anyway um and he talks about deliverance and i was like i kind of want to see that movie and then i looked it up because i was curious and i was like oh wow okay so that sounds like an intense movie but i do like burt reynolds so you know. yeah i um i thought the the brief things i knew about it is i thought that it was like 
Appalachian Trail people terrorizing, like, people in the woods or something. But that's not really... They were in Georgia, which I don't even know if that's part of the Appalachian... I don't know if that's the Appalachian. I don't know either. Anyway, but um, it's just... Georgia. It's intense. I, I guess I would recommend it with a caveat of it is definitely not f- casual viewing it's not yeah. for the faint of heart yeah it is not something that you would want to watch with children no um mm. it's it's intense I don't want to watch with my parents mike called it mike called it nightmarish mm, the scenario is nightmarish and he that's a good way of putting it i mean i've nightmarish. never seen it but i would assume yeah but that, it's, that sounds it's a, pretty it's, accurate it's uh it's an interesting movie is it yeah where'd I, you watch it it's on uh netflix is it it's okay. on netflix <laughs> maybe i'll watch yeah. it yeah, I've heard about it and I've been curious about it, but um, I don't know. There's nothing really anyway, stopping you me. You said it's Burt just... Reynolds, and that's what reminded oh, okay. me. But um, so anyway, so Fletcher uh, gives him a shot, and so he has the courage to ask out Nicole, mm-hmm. and then things with Nicole fizzle out. Things with Fletcher fizzle out. Doesn't even like fizzle then, out. He's just an asshole. He's an about asshole. It, yeah. But <laughs> then later, after all is said and done, Fletcher gives him another shot with mm-hmm. this other band, and he tries to ask her out again. So it's like, his confidence, like, Fletcher has, like, control of his confidence. Yeah. And, uh, when I, Mike and I were talking about it, and Mike was like, oh, it's like, uh, it's like Rocky's coach said that women make your knees weak. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you get a boost, in, you get a boost in life, so he thinks he has, you know, he has time to spare to spend with a lady, and then I know, yeah. and she... I was nervous that they were going to write her being like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. And I was like, do not. No, I was glad. Do not. Oh, my gosh. Is there a better revenge than to say, I have to check with my boyfriend. He doesn't really like jazz. (laughs) Like, girl, as much as I want Andrew to be the best drummer in the world, I love that line. I know. I I love it so much. I know. Because it's so good. He dumped her so shittily. I know. And she's like, oh, I've moved on. And the guy I'm dating is nothing like you. And not only that, he's my boyfriend. So we're in a relationship. And you missed your chance. Yeah. Yeah. He big time. And like, yeah, just the way he treats her is just, I mean, just so bizarre. Like, just, I was like, she deserves way better. And I also felt. And I don't know if hold on, I'm just gonna. Uh, I don't know if you got this vibe, but when she was talking about Fordham, and she's like, eh, you know, and he was like, so why you just chose it as a yeah, random school? Yeah, he got kind of pushy. Okay, yeah. So you get, yeah, I got yeah. like a little bit of condescension there, and I was like, well, why do you care? Like, so she just chose a school. Like sometimes you don't know what you want to do when yeah. you're not. Like no one, okay, no one really want, knows what they want to do when they're 19 years old. I'm sorry, you may think you do, but yeah. you don't. Well, like, and you, you're too young to know. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> gl- I'm actually glad you brought that up because. Because I I think that there is a personality type out there where it's like, if you're not going after the one thing that you that is your dream, then you're wasting your time. And I think that that personality type can't always see that there are other ways to be happy. Right. Yeah. And and he was definitely that like oh, yeah. focused personality type where it was like. I'm a drummer. I'm nothing. Yeah. And so then you sort of. Um, he was like a real you Uncle Rico. Project. Yeah. <laughs> like from yeah. Napoleon Dynamite. You get my yeah. reference. Yeah. Like you it's project. Just, where he's just obsessed about this one. Yeah. Like so focused. He's got no other focuses. And you project that onto Focus other eye. people. Yeah. You project that onto other people and you condescend and tell them, like, well, you're not. You're worthless because you're not, you know, mm-hmm. focusing on this dream and following it. And it's like. 
you know, I, I thought I thought the same thing that he was so pushy and so condescending when she was like doing what. Okay, I'm glad that you felt 99%. that too. Also, yeah. also, and I've I I talked to uh, my friend Amanda about this recently, and it's like most people in the world aren't working their dream job, but oh yeah, that doesn't mean that they're failures. That doesn't no. mean it just means that you're not working your dream job but there's other things in life right you know and the, and she chose Fordham because she chose it and that doesn't mean she's a failure but he was acting like yeah, yeah. No, i know i i had an experience where i was dating someone and they're like what do you want to do in five years or where do you where do you see yourself in five years and i was like i don't know you know i wanted to go back to school and i've kind of mostly done that i have like one third of my you know degree left um and like kind of just was like yeah you know what i mean and the way that he responded very much felt like oh so like i don't like your answer so Mm -hmm. that's not acceptable and i was like well that's not your life though it's Mm -hmm. mine so you know and I mean, I, I certainly like the job that I'm I'm doing now and everything, and I enjoy it and stuff like that, but I have other interests outside of my job, and yeah. to me, like, those interests are what I thrive on, you know, and that is, like, and I think that it's, like, yeah, what you said, 99% of people are not going to be working their dream job. It's just not a thing that happens. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, it, it happens so very rarely, and if you get to work your dream job, it doesn't even always mean that it's going to stay your dream job. Sometimes yeah. it can be overwhelming or stressful, or you realize, hey, I don't actually want to do this a for a living. Dream. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing about being a human, is that you grow and you change and you, and yeah. you learn and you realize, hey, this is what I thought was important to me before is no longer important to me, and now this is. So, yeah. hey, and mean, you can't measure success. Like, there's so many ways to measure success yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, and yeah, and if everyone is sticking to, like, a specific, like, almost, like, sterilized version of what they think success is no one's going to meet that goal because that's it's just an impossible goal because mm-hmm. you are like there are just so many different types of people out there and there're just so many different things that they want to do mm-hmm. yeah it, it yeah 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 no exactly i'm i'm glad you brought that scene up cuz okay, i thought yeah cuz i like as i was watching it i was yeah. like that seemed a little condescending but i wasn't sure if i was misinterpreting it no, or what no cuz i think that conversation if i was in her shoes that conversation would make me question like me too big time that's a red fl- that would be a red flag cuz i'd be like me too. this this is weird but I think he redeemed himself in that scene because he did something really cute where he she was like I like this pizza place and he was like I like the music they play here. And so you get like an insight into his psyche where it's like he notices things. Right. He notices that they play this jazz music. It's not just music. And he likes the place because it's, they play because jazz. They music. play jazz yeah. and he has this passion for jazz and I think that people passionate people are attractive because yes. I totally it's agree. It's so fascinating to to have a passion, you know? Mm-hmm. And so so I think that, that that's sort of how he got an in with her. Because he can be quite abrasive, but he yeah. also has this passion and this drive and this talent. And, this, and he notices that they play this jazz music that's not just, like, crappy jazz music. Like, sometimes on Sunday mornings, Mike and I will go get... Um, breakfast and a local station plays something called jazz brunch and it's the most like milk toast white bread <laughs> quote unquote jazz that you've ever right. heard and do, do, you know do, do. yeah do, do. 
yeah but this pizza place is playing like jazz like right like sweaty jazz yeah sweaty jazz and um and so sweaty sexy jazz so i think that that's and then they had this cute like body language moment where she like moved her foot closer to his you know and yeah. it's like yeah because i was bro thinking you're that. in if you just don't blow it <laughs> you know i know something he does yeah um i know because i was thinking that too like i was thinking if i had been in her shoes and he had been like so what fordham just like a random school i would have immediately been like a little bit defensive me too and you know? she did get defensive yeah, yeah yeah and but i thought she held her cool a lot better than yeah, i would have yeah. i would have been like what is that supposed yeah, to mean and like exactly. I, you know i'd have been like so what i chose mm-hmm. a school and mm-hmm. it's just like what you don't like you I don't mean, approve of this. Yeah, like school. you don't approve. Oh, okay. Thanks, Andrew. Person I've met like five times. Like. Most of my choices in life were made before I ever met you, so you don't get to comment on yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and you don't get to judge yeah. what I want to do when you don't even know me. Mm-hmm. Like, so we've met a couple times, and you, like, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you think that? Do you think maybe he was autistic a little bit? I don't know. I struggle. I think like, I think it's too easy to assign uh, something to somebody like that like i struggle with being like oh these person's autistic because he acts like this because i think autism is in my mind like autism is is a human scale mm-hmm. human people get human people are autistic so it makes sense that other human people could just have those qualities yeah oh big time you know yeah. and i think like the genius level people probably do have a lot of those qualities I but i don't so know too. if i would necessarily i don't know like i don't know enough about autism but i i i i actually like bulk at like just assigning that to somebody because i think that because it's such a range like humans are such a range then there's no there's no reason why people can't just have autistic tendencies even though they're not technically autistic well yeah yeah and someone could have um like the signs of it or whatever and, and not have it and i and really i didn't i don't think he did um, personally, I just, I, cause really the only basis I'm, I'm relying on is that he couldn't really meet her eyes, but she could just be really pretty and he was overwhelmed and, didn't yeah. wanna, you know, so I think there's also like, uh, Fletcher also really like drilled into this on how his mom left him when he was a baby. Oh and, my God. I, that, and I couldn't believe that he kept going well, back to that I and I was that just that, like, like there's a lot of like like you've talked about before how like trauma that can happen and like there's a lot of like like every human being every person on the planet has experienced something that has caused them to act the way that they are right now at this moment right like everything builds on everything else Mm -hmm. so i think it would i don't necessarily think that just assigning autistic to him would be fair because i think he could also be compensating for the fact that somebody who was supposed to love him yeah big time love that the world and society says is usually like unwavering like a mother's love abandoned him as, yeah. a, as a young kid and and so there's this like overcompensation for that also he has this tremendous talent which means he probably has a genius level brain of some kind musically you know and well, as you said like a savant yeah, yeah and so i think that there's all these factors that are working in that in like that he knows that he can't meet people's eyes because his dad has told him you know that he doesn't meet people's eyes and then it was really it was a really cute moment where she's like yeah my mom likes to criticize me too and my mom says that my chin is really big and that's why no man will love me and i was like 
that's and that's so con- like i, I feel can't like be- yeah like the to say that to like your daughter is like that just like blows my mind i'd be yeah. like you're an absolute darling perfect she's angel beautiful. like there's, i love you in every a way weird thing to say yeah but, like but then he she knows does not to, have a big chin either she's like a, yeah, normal, a normal chin. chin she's like no look at it it's <laughs> he knows and he knows how to compliment her right so he's not awkward i think he's just like he's arrogant like you said mm-hmm. he's also talented enough to know that he can be arrogant which i yeah. think is dangerous i think he's a little bit of a narcissist yeah i don't mm-hmm. think like i think fletcher is a full-on narcissist <laughs> like i would not be sure, surprised if he sure. had like actual like an npd which is narcissist personality disorder um but i and i didn't get that completely from andrew but i definitely got a little bit of a vibe like yeah, he's a little bit into himself you mm-hmm. know yeah, yeah. And I think his dad was maybe the only thing tethering him to Earth, like yeah. you talked about before, you know. And I thought it was really cute when she said, you know, I get, I get homesick and it makes me mad when people pretend that they're not homesick. And he said, like, yeah, I go to the movies every week with my dad. You I know. know. It's so cute. And so I, I love it. And, and, and yeah. And Mike pointed this out, so I have to give him credit. It, but he said he liked when, at the end, when... Uh, Andrew looks out right before the last performance and he sees his dad in the lobby and he like smiles you know and I, I like it because his dad is always there for him I know I love Even the relationship between him and his dad his dad doesn't agree with Fletcher or maybe doesn't maybe necessarily like maybe he's afraid that drumming won't pay the bills or something because you can always I feel like there's always this like undercurrent because like every time oh, Andrew yeah. suffers a setback uh, his dad's like, well, you know, we can do something else, you know. And, right, but right. And I can it, understand it, why it his dad sense. would say yeah. that. Yeah, because, um, you know, just like just because you're a talented musician does not mean that you're going to make money from it. Well, yeah, I'm you sure know? like if you want a career in the arts, you have to like what I'm, I'm making up a number here. But what like the top five percent of people actually make a living in the oh, arts yeah, you know I would, so I, that would honestly yeah, not surprise me it yeah. could be more it could be less i don't know but yeah if your kid wants to be a professional uh professional painter professional musician professional actor i'm sure all of those things would cause you a lot of nerves because oh, man, you're like you know, so anxious you i know you could be amazing but you're just not you don't yeah you're not amazing enough to like pay the bills and well and it's and like and it's also too it's a connection thing you know so, i mean there's actresses out there like dakota johnson and lily collins who have famous fathers and yeah. famous well nepotism her, or, well, i mean her mother yeah. lily collins mother's not really famous but or actually i don't even know if she is or not so i could be whatever but either way you get what i'm saying in nepotism yeah. big time and it's, i wouldn't i would imagine that they probably would not have the careers that they had if it weren't yeah. for their very famous well, fathers and they really made jazz the jazz scene especially seem like quite quite an old boys club oh yeah for sure yeah. you know like yeah. he said right before they went out in their last performance he's like the the people in this crowd if you if you impress them you could go far if you mess up they never forget and yeah. it's like that's the definition of like a boys club i think you know like it's it's funny that i didn't realize that i actually kind of just enjoy and like jazz music and which i think is kind of funny that i realize this now because i've like i've been a fan of louis armstrong since i was like a kid so i've oh i thought i had something in my hand (laughs) i did not it was just the light reflecting off my hand and i got startled i guess (laughs) everyone was concerned (laughs) i know um 
Uh, speaking of being startled by stupid things, um, today my oven mitt fell on the floor and, and Bear was staring at it like intently, like he was terrified of it. And I was like, "What are you staring at, buddy?" And I picked it up, and then he walked away. And I was like, "I think he was just terrified of the oven." He mitt. didn't know what happened. He's like, "What's that thing that fell? What is that? <laughs> it didn't make a sound, but I'm terrified." <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's what just happened. I just did a cat thing, and I got scared of a light shining on my hand. <laughs> Oh no, you're starting to anamorph. <laughs> I'm turning into a kitty. <laughs> a cute little kitty boss. <laughs> it's not the worst yeah, animal the to jazz in this The jazz in this movie is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. It's pretty it's good. It's amazing. Like drumming. Oh, Mike also pointed out something that I wanted to tell you is that he, he could definitely, because he plays instruments, he could definitely tell that Miles Teller is a drummer. Oh, yeah. He said I was there wondering was the, that like, too. The, like the way he was sitting, everything was like, it just it's like he just looked too natural he just looked too much like a drummer and i i like hearing stuff like that because i'm not a drummer so i would never i would just believe it i'd be like oh he looks like a drummer but he actually looked like a drummer he looked great to me i was like yeah there's a nostalgia in this movie that i really enjoy because um i played in band from fifth grade through my senior year oh wow i I, I played alto saxophone and so there's like a bit of nostalgia really yeah i didn't know that well, I did. Maybe, maybe I did, but and, I, don't know, um, I forgot. There's Whatever. a bit of nostalgia on a very, very, very minute scale because I was obviously in public school, so it was nothing like this. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, obviously it was. Uh, you didn't have a us, horrible. Like, I, I didn't plan to be a professional musician, so right. I didn't kill myself trying to, like, practice hard too hard. But, right. Um, I liked it when, like, everybody sort of filed into the music room and, and like, the woodwinds were, like, soaking their reeds because you have to, like, hold your reed in your mouth for a mm-hmm. while to make it soft so it'll make noise. And then, like, the, the brass player emptying his spit valve on the floor. Like, all that's very God. reminiscent of playing it. So oh, I think that part really that, brought me out. I was like, and, like oh, no. music and folders, <laughs> music and, like, music folders and everything. And so I think that not only is Miles Teller a drummer, I think Damien Chazelle and other people who made the movie have to have like orchestra or even jazz band experience because there was just too many little, little nostalgic details that reminded me of band class on a very, like I said, small scale because it was never like. Right, right. It wasn't as. You were, it wasn't your dream, yeah. Well, it it wasn't intense. You know, nobody ever threw things across the room or anything. (laughs) God, I just like. Like, um, just things like that that I, I really, I thought was really cool. Cool touches to show that, um, I don't know, I feel like maybe somebody who's never been in an orchestra would still show it, but I don't know how they would think to show, like, the, the just the little nuances. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering um, if Miles Teller had previous experience with drumming, you know what it I mean? Said, I, yeah, it's, I think it says... On his Wikipedia page or something, he plays multiple instruments. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I like don't think I've ever seen a Miles Teller movie. I think this is the first one I've ever seen. Really? And if I have seen others, he's just been a minor character. Weirdly enough, Mike and I saw Top Gun on the 4th of July, the new Top Gun. And he's in that. Yeah, it's really fun. He's in that. And then I watched Whiplash that evening. (laughs) So that was kind of like a funny. Let's see. He's in. Uh, I've seen a movie of his called. Uh, I've seen. I've seen the spectacular now, and I. It, it was I not. Heard that, that was spectacular. Good. Oh, it was not. It wasn't my thing. Oh, I've seen Divergent. I don't know if he's in Divergent. I've never seen that one. Maybe, oh, maybe he's just an insurgent. I don't know. I. Um, you know, now that I'm looking at it, I don't think I've seen 
that many of his movies either, honestly. Yeah, so that's the only movie I've ever seen him in. That's it. Yeah, I've never seen him in anything. (laughs) So, like, the entire... For some reason, I kept wanting to call him Miller. Just Miller. Mm. Nothing else. It's like Miles Teller. Miller. I realized I was like... I was like, Miles Teller equals Miller. I'm like, that... I'm like, so I... But I think he did a great job, and um, and I can see why he's, you know, he's, like, got the stardom he has. I think he's a talented actor, you know? Yeah. Of course, J.K. Simmons is awesome. Mm -hmm. And we were talking the other night about... um, Allison Janney and J.K. Simmons and how they like remind <laughs> of like each other like we were they both remind me of each other I don't know yeah like, oh, what am I trying to say you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and I still feel like I I still stand by that I think she's like I think they're the like male and female version of each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? like, yeah both like strong-headed awesome you know loud L- people yeah. and like I it's great I mm-hmm. love them they're both great. I concur. Mm-hmm. And you pointed out that they played a married couple in Juno, <laughs> yeah, which makes did. sense. Yeah. Weirdly makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I know. And I and I was like, I'm like, is it because they were a married couple? But I barely remember them having even any sort of like interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, because the- <laughs> Do you remember Alice and Janie was like, when they found out Juno was pregnant, she's like, this is what they do. <laughs> Teenagers get bored and then they have sex. <laughs> <laughs> I like that movie. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, we've talked about that mm-hmm. one before. How weird Jason Bateman's character is. Yeah, in we've, that. we've talked about that. Uh, but um, but something else that I wanted to talk about with Whiplash is something that I noticed that I put together in this viewing is that I think it's a tremendous ac- tremendous accomplishment because it is a sports movie. It's the first movie to show the blood and the literal blood and sweat and tears that go oh into God. being an amazing musician. It's a sports movie about becoming a musician and I think that it's br- that's brilliant. Like it's yeah. it's amazing. There was so and there was so much more blood than yeah. I ever expected. And you feel the pain in his hands oh, yeah. when he's practicing, and he's getting uh, blisters and he's putting band-aids on the blisters and, and, then, and it's like right at that soft part of yeah. like your in between your thumb and like your index finger. Yeah. It's like particularly vulnerable and like painful. It's like ugh. And they're and he's they're so sweaty. Like I love that scene when uh Fletcher decides to mess with Andrew again and he's like hey you know this next song that we're going to practice later today is double time swing and that's why that's why I brought you here right and and Andrew's like oh yeah and he goes which I always thought like man you are on the precipice of falling like <laughs> you're you know that he's going to tear you down a notch because you're just so full of yourself right now mm-hmm. and then uh and then he's like yeah I heard another guy practicing his double time swing so I'm bringing him in see how he does and it's the guy from the other band that yeah. that Fletcher used to or Con- that Connolly. that uh Andrew used to play yeah. in which it like Connolly immediately like strikes you as a character that's likable because he and he'll never be famous yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and what he was like the redheaded one mm-hmm. yeah and he was like the kind of just classically attractive like kind of looked like a football player in high school type um but he like he immediately almost endears you to him because there's like some dude being an asshole and and Connolly says to um to Andrew he's like oh don't listen to him he's a dick and I was just like no he was like that's what i was getting at because he was like don't worry Connolly had the audacity to say to fletcher don't worry don't know to say to andrew don't worry about fletcher i'm sure he's all bark and no bite and i was like 
you have no idea what you're talking about. And I think, and I think Andrew, I mean, Andrew was thinking the same thing where you were. Andrew was like, okay, little baby, you need to go back to the nursery because this is not, this is not your, like, your place. This is not your game. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. You don't know what Connelly you're talking was about. was like too soft for that. Yeah. He seemed like, yeah, he seemed like he was kind of sweet, but it, it, it is funny that he said that like his his bark is worse than his bite, and I was like, "But if the bark leaves you, like leads you to suicide, then it is kind it's, of worse yeah, than the bite." You isn't have it? no idea what you're talking about. Like <laughs> yeah. his first day, because like Fletcher is so like beautifully evil because he's he the first day that Andrew was in the studio band, he's like, "Okay, guys, we're gonna put the squeaker on." He gives him like a cute little nickname, and then he's being so gentle. He's like, "Okay, let's try this." And he's like, mm, not quite my tempo. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. And you think like this is weird. He's being pretty nice. And then, it, like all of a sudden, he yeah, throws, like, the chair, throws the chair. And then you know, like okay, he's he's easing him in. But then he's like more nice to Connolly because I think he's he's just always toying. He's oh yeah, just always trying to bring Andrew up. He's to extremely this manipulative. Yeah, but like I said earlier, like his manipulation has like this weird motivation that I can on a tiny bit like get behind yeah because he's always kind trying of to too. coax this genius out of andrew he unorthodox not great but he's always you know like yeah. it's intense and um and i like how Connolly didn't have his drumsticks and he's like can i use your drumsticks and and andrew like looks over at fletcher like fletcher's not gonna like this you're not prepared and fletcher's just like happy as a clam that Connolly didn't have drumsticks and had to borrow andrew's don't worry yeah, about and it he's totally messing like manipulating yeah. like you said messing yeah, with but andrew, if andrew the whole had time. forgotten his yeah. drumsticks he would have been like you're a piece well, of shit he did. He and did. you're fu- like you're a fucking waste of space yeah, yeah like, he would have torn him down well yeah. later in the movie at that jazz competition so fletcher has to like Sorry, I keep calling him Fletcher. Andrew mm-hmm. leaves his drumsticks at the rent-a-car place, and he comes in, and, and and Fletcher's like, you don't even have your sticks. And Andrew's like, well, I can use the other guy's Connolly sticks or whatever. And he's yeah. like, we're going on stage in 20 minutes, and if you're not here with your own sticks, you're out. And so that's why he got in that mega car accident. Right. He got hit by a semi, and he's oh like God. so laser-focused that he gets out of the semi after it rolls. He's all covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the car after it rolls, right, mm-hmm. yeah. And he and he goes to the, and he tries to play in well, the competition. Then, like, the guy, the, like, semi-driver is like, dude, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? And he's like, I, I, I I'm a block away. I, I have, have to, to go. go. <laughs> he's like, and he's clearly like, yeah, he's got, he's messed up he was unconscious for a, i think a couple seconds at very least so he mm-hmm. definitely has a concussion you know um and he's just you know and again as as andrew had said before he'd rather die at 34 a a you know coke addict than and be known than die at 90 and be unknown and, be and that un- is yeah. like the saddest thing to me because it's like there's more to life. Yeah. Well, and yeah. first of all, you're not unknown to the people who care about you. Yeah. But if you, like, if your whole focus is having this incredible legacy where, you know, like, and you die alone, like, that's just so tragic and sad. And But, like, you prefer that over dying of, like, old age and being surrounded by your loved ones? Like, okay mm-hmm. <laughs> okay all right i mean if that's what you want buddy that's what you want but yeah you know like you're also 19 years old so you don't really like when you're like i'm sorry and to all our listeners out there who are that age 
listen, I love you, but you just don't know what you want when you're 19. You just don't know. And I can say this. <laughs> I don't think any 19 year old would get a Who's 35 years old. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 well, I think that when you're, I think when you're a teenager, you're very like, you almost have this sense of like immortality. Like, I'm going to live forever. And then you grow older and you go, okay, so that's not really what it's like. Um, and it's a little bit sobering, but it's also just part of growing up. And um, and I think that he just kind of has this like I don't know, like he just he just has this attitude where he's he's like whatever I do, I'm gonna end up a legend. And he might he he very well could, but he also might not. And he also might not, you know. I mean, anything can happen. He could get into an accident where his hands are mangled and he can't play the drums anymore, you know? Um, and, you know, not everyone can go to a mountaintop and hang out with the monks until their hands are better and you can do magic tricks. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dr. Strange reference. <laughs> In case you didn't get that. <laughs> Which I actually minute. hated that movie, so <laughs> I, I did not think it was very good at all. I was like, I don't I don't care about That's this. It's definitely not my favorite Marvel movie. No, I uh as I I did not like Doctor Strange at all and I did not think he was an empathetic character and so when they were like, Oh no, he's good now, I was like, yeah. I literally could not give a shit. <laughs> I was like, I don't <laughs> I was like, this is a terrible character arc, so bye! There's something I wanted to ask you that I thought of, and um, so when Fletcher gives Andrew a shot and he comes into, like, the lower band and and gives him a shot to to be in the studio band, he says, tomorrow Studio 6B or whatever 6am, don't be late. And Andrew obviously oversleeps, and he's late, but then he sees on the sign outside the wall, outside the room, the the studio practice doesn't even start till 9 a.m. So mm-hmm. Fletcher told him to get there like three hours early or something. Three yeah. hours early. Yeah. And um, yes. so my question is, and it's inconsequential. It never comes up again. Mm-hmm. So it it doesn't matter. It's just purely my own curiosity on what you think. Um, because later in the movie, you find out that Fletcher's office is attached to the studio, like the, the practice room. Mm-hmm. So... Do you think Fletcher knew that Andrew got there late? It's inconsequential, like I said. It doesn't hold any bearing to the rest of the movie. But I'm so curious why he would tell him 6 a.m. Was he hazing him or was he actually there at 6 a.m. and he knew that that Andrew was late? Um, I think he was probably there at 6 a.m. I thought so, too. And then he was like... What I would imagine, I would imagine Fletcher would wait about 10 minutes, maybe at most, if he's even feeling like, and that's him being generous. Mm -hmm. And if he's, because he said sharp, he said 6 a.m. sharp. And Fletcher does not strike me as the type of person who um, is fine with someone being five minutes late. He'd be like, what did I say? I said 6 a.m. sharp. You didn't listen to me. Now you have to listen to me next time. And next time you know, you have to get here when I say you get here. And, uh... And and I bet that he was probably just like you know what I'm gonna go have some breakfast gonna go do whatever I gotta yeah. do and yeah he's st- he I would imagine I that he just did not stick around feel like he must have it was some weird hazing of some kind and he must have been there and like I like what would have happened what would have happened if right. he, if if Andrew had been there on time but like I said it holds no bearing to the rest of the movie I just find myself wondering why he would say 6 a.m. Yeah. When practice doesn't start till 9. Because that's a long, that's a three hours is a long time, you know? Yeah, unless he's just trying, unless it's just to psych him out. But I I was kind of, I was actually wondering that too, was I was like, 
I kind of assume that he was probably there and then he just left because he was like, I'm not going to wait around for mm-hmm. someone who's not going to show up. Because, I mean, if I was in his position, I'd probably do the same thing. I Like, you're wasting my time and mm-hmm. now I'm upset and so I'm going to go and do what I want to do and you can wait or you can go home and sleep more, whatever, you know what yeah. I mean? And um, I like that Andrew was like, sitting like sleeping sitting up yeah <laughs> and he was like oh people are here <laughs> and i was yeah. like honestly dude same because <laughs> i would have been i would have been like on the floor been like no don't wake me up yeah <laughs> sleeping i i liked how um andrew was sitting out play drums <laughs> like fletcher gave them a little break oh i did like how i thought like our first introduction to like real fletcher was when practice started and he has them play a couple measures and then he goes stop oh this is something really and he's like really like someone's out of tune like, someone's out of tune and he and he's like wood you know like Ugh. woodwinds or, or reeds he's like reeds and so the saxophones play and he's like uh what's the word trombones mm-hmm. and then he, he goes him bones he goes bones and then he goes mm, he's here and i was i just love that and then and then the first guy is like so nervous and he's kind of crying and he's like do you think you're out of tune and he goes yes and he's like get out why you thought you were out of tune this whole time and then he says like really insulting the guy's weight and everything he's like there's not a mars bar down there why aren't you looking at me and i was like well he's fucking scared like you're scary and then he leaves and uh he leaves and he's like he wasn't even out of tune but he didn't know and that's worse so-and-so was out of tune and i just was like oh my gosh but i just yeah. love his performance. i could imagine that kid did not go back no i no. probably wouldn't have either his performance in that in that part was is really captivating really yeah. amusing i really like it and then he gives them a break and he's like when we come back from break we're gonna want the new kid the squeaker play and in the hallway he like is psyching him up he's like you know Charlie Parker wasn't anything until Joe Jones threw that symbol at him. Yeah, he's mentioned that so many times. The thing is, the thing is, though, for as many times as Fletcher mentioned it, Andrew was like obsessed with that story as well. Like Andrew said it in all kinds of company. Like at the dinner table, he he said he said the story, and then later when they they did like a callback to it, you know, and so it was like he saw himself as Charlie Parker, and he saw he saw Fletcher's like. Like this is gonna make me better. I should mm-hmm. I should respect this. And and so I think like they were both obsessed with that weird story in, yeah. a, in a different way. And but then I like how he like used the information that Andrew gave him on that break against him. And he's like, no wonder your mom left you. And I'm like, I Geez. know that was yeah yeah um yeah. And like the scene where what was it that that really kind of like mopey looking dude who was playing on the drums. He did look kind of mopey, didn't he? Oh, the one where where he's like, hold on to this music. Hold on to the music. And you know what the thing is? Like, just five minutes before that, Fletcher holds up a music What's folder. And he's like... Carl. He's like, name. if I see another one of these music folders sitting around, I'm not going to be so polite. And so, <laughs> you know, obviously, he takes the, the music. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Oh, it's just uh it's a it's a great movie. I'm I'm glad that we watched it. I I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad I, I liked remember, it too. Like I'm not surprised that I did though. I was I was pretty much kind of expecting going in. I was like I wasn't really expecting a lot, but I was expecting I was like JK Simmons is in it. I'll probably like it. You know what I mean? So I I, I enjoyed it. I'm really glad. 
yeah i I figured you'd probably like it but there's a small part that doesn't know you know (laughs) it's like that's like every time we watch a movie i'm like is sam gonna like this and i'm like she's probably not but she might Mm -hmm. but what if she doesn't (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i can't remember it's been on our list for so long i can't remember if we should we should go through and edit oh yeah i can't remember if it if mike was the one who said we should review it or if mike and i were talking and i just kind of was like oh we should review it. it's I been a long ass time i can't remember whose idea it was but i know mike and i have watched this movie together before and we both really like it we mm-hmm. saw it like the first time i saw it i saw it and, like you know like we saw we didn't like see it together for the first time mm-hmm. but we have like watched it together because we both like it and so i honestly can't remember but i just wanted to give him credit if he was the one who said we should yeah it, no I it's can't good remember, but it's, it's it's i'm glad i'm so glad you like it it's, it's definitely so like good. an intense film yeah. and um it, everyone does a great job it's like i can see why there was oscars won mm-hmm. for sure without Big a time. doubt yeah. yeah and the music's great i mean it's it's like yeah yeah it's yeah. like oh <laughs> so would you recommend the movie big time 100 percent. i think <laughs> Me too. every i mean watch it love it it's succinct it's fast-paced mm-hmm. it's it's a sports movie made about becoming a great musician it's a it's it's i don't know a really just a brilliant yeah you can watch it on hulu if you get the showtime add-on which is what i had to do oh no yeah i have to cancel it it was a free trial oh, seven well, days good. so i've done that before to yeah. watch things yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm like yeah. i'm like whatever i'll just yeah yeah um, i actually yeah. own it but we had such a small window i know yeah, i figured I that you did yeah lend it to you. no it's okay because i signed up for the but oh, uh, so you would recommend it oh yeah definitely yeah i think it's good i think it's um it's it's entertaining Mm -hmm. it it captivated me from the beginning i actually spent like so many hours in between like the viewings (laughs) of it just thinking about it that i definitely would say if if you spend that much time just thinking about a movie like wondering what's gonna happen yeah 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 Yeah, for sure yeah (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um yeah, uh, you can follow us on Instagram and watch the movies. You can follow us on Facebook and watch the movies. If you have a recommendation that you would like for us to do, you can do one of two things. You can email us at watchersofmovies at gmail.com or you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes and write the name of the movie that you want us to do. Um, and, you know, subscribe, follow us wherever. You'll get the new information as to what we're doing. And thank you to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And bye-bye. bye-bye.